0: Three years ago, I did an episode on this channel called Living in Florida, and it is currently my most watched episode. Needless to say, a lot has happened in the last three years. So today we're going to talk about what it's like living in Florida now. Hey everybody, Melanie Atkinson, realtor with Smith & Associates in beautiful Tampa Bay, Florida. I just rewatched my living in Florida video from three years ago and I have to admit that it's a little embarrassing to go that far back in my library. Things have really changed here in Florida over the last three years and I have different perspectives now because so many of my clients have come from out of state in that time frame. In the original episode, I talk a lot about how I want to set realistic expectations for people that are moving to Florida. Back then, people would often equate Florida with vacationing. People would romanticize what it was like to live close to the beach or close to Disney World. But living your everyday life in Florida and vacationing are two very different things. You're not going to the beach all the time if you're working every day. That was 2019. In 2022, I don't have that conversation with buyers nearly as much as I used to. It's almost like living and moving to Florida went from a fun choice for people who really wanted to move here back then to now almost being sort of a necessity for people. Like, I guess I have to move to Florida now. Now, most of my buyers are still excited about their move to Florida, but a lot of people's timelines got moved up in the COVID years. Or for a lot of people, they never even had Florida on their radar until it was. Back in 2019, I rarely had clients from California or Oregon or Washington State. Now they're everywhere. The Economist magazine reported just last week that from July 31st, 2020 to July 31st, 2021, 260,000 more people moved to Florida than left, which is the equivalent of adding a city the size of Buffalo, New York to Florida's population in just one year. Florida is now the number one destination for both American and foreign movers. With that type of population growth, you better believe that living in this state has changed a lot. Now don't worry, some things haven't changed. We still have alligators. You still shouldn't be afraid of them and you still shouldn't feed them. It is still hot here, really hot and really humid for most of the year, but we still don't have snow in the winter. We still have beautiful beaches and yes, you can go to them every day if you live close enough and you have the time. Our cost of living is still lower than a lot of northern and western states, but it has increased a lot in the last couple of years, most notably in housing and rent prices. Florida is not as affordable as it was in 2019. From 2019, the median price of a single-family home in the entire state of Florida was $250,000. And the average price was just over $335,000. Now fast forward to February 2022, just three years later, the median price in the whole state of Florida for a single-family home was just over $381,000. And the average price was $543,977. That is a 66% increase in median prices in just three years, and a 61% increase in average prices. Further, in 2019, the housing inventory was 4.3 months. Now it is less than a month. We have seen a decrease of 79% of available inventory. The cost for homeowners insurance and flood insurance has gone up a lot too. Check out a video I did a few months back with my insurance partner, Maria. It gives a lot more explanation as to why these costs have gone up. Our property tax rates haven't gone up too much over the past three years, but the taxable value of a house for anyone who bought in the last three years is much higher than people who bought before then. For example, if you bought a house in South Tampa in 2018 and you paid $600,000 for it, your taxable value might be somewhere around $500,000. You put a homestead on it that locks in the taxable value for you. That same house in 2022 is probably selling for million to 1.1, which means the taxable value of that house is going to be around 800 or 900,000. That's a really big difference on taxable value. So if you're coming here now, the cost of owning a home is much more expensive than it was back in 2019. I am still finding that most of the buyers that are coming here are okay with that increase in cost because it's still less expensive to live here than it is to live in a lot of other states. Plus the fact that we don't have state income tax and a lot of people just don't care that our housing prices have gone up 66%. A lot of that is because housing prices have gone up everywhere in the country. For us locals, it's really hard to wrap our heads around how much prices have gone up. When I talk to my out of state buyers and ask them what it's like to really live in Florida, there is one thing that comes up more than anything, and that is driving. I talked a lot about this topic in 2019, and the problem has only gotten worse with the increase of population. A lot of our cities don't have the infrastructure needed for this increase, we don't have reliable public transportation, and locals who know where they're going drive like they're in a NASCAR race. People will often ask me why Florida drivers pass in the right lane. We pass in the right lane because drivers drive slow in the left lane. We use the speed limit as a suggestion and drivers will tailgate you until you get out of their way. Our population is made up of people from all over this country and the world. Different areas have different driving styles, all of which merge together here in Florida. On top of that, half the people driving on our interstates don't really know where they're going. It's absolutely terrifying if you aren't used to it. And for those of us who are used to it, the frustrations are real. Please, 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 on behalf of all of Florida residents, do not drive in the left lane unless you are actively passing somebody. Just because you are going the speed limit does not grant you access to the left lane. In fact, you are probably driving 20 miles per hour too slow to be in that lane. We wouldn't pass in the slow lanes if we could pass in the left lane like we're supposed to. The roads would be far less chaotic if everyone just followed that one little rule, please and thank you. So what about the weather, Melanie? Is it really as bad as it seems? The weather hasn't changed too much since 2019, although we did see an odd amount of tornadoes touch down late fall, early winter of 2021, including one at my childhood home in Fort Myers. In general, Florida has been pretty lucky skirting the biggest hurricanes that have happened over the past few years, knock on wood. Every hurricane season, we have to be prepared. And if you're moving to Florida, the hurricane season is six months long and you need to pay attention. One of the improvements that are being made, we have had an influx of newer construction over the past seven years. Newer homes are built with new construction codes and they're typically built at higher elevations. So these new homes aren't prone to flooding quite as much as older homes were. They typically will have impact windows or hurricane shutters as well. Street flooding and drainage is a big concern, especially for cities with outdated drainage systems. I know the city of Tampa has been working on our drainage for years. On an everyday basis, residents in the state of Florida worry more about the everyday storms that come through in the summer months than we do about big hurricanes. We have a lot of warning for hurricanes. Let's quickly address some hot button subjects when it comes to living in Florida. Despite what a lot of my well-meaning commenters say, Florida is not in fact full. We might be having some growing pains and the local population might be struggling, but there is still in fact plenty of room here in Florida. I'm sorry. Number two, not all of Florida is the same. Florida has tons of different cities, all of which have different vibes, topography, and demographics. You can't generalize the whole state. If you are thinking about moving here, make sure you take the time to get to know all the different areas so you make sure you're choosing the right one for you. Number three, we do not sit around and worry about sinkholes. Despite what people think, catastrophic sinkholes do not happen very often here. It is a risk, especially in certain areas, but it's not something we sit around and worry about or even think about. Number four, yes, we have bugs and snakes and super cool birds, bears, bobcat, otters, deer, wild hogs. Our wildlife here is as fantastic as it is itchy. People will ask me why we have screen cages around our pools and the answer is very simple. It's to keep out those bugs and other wildlife so we can enjoy our pools and patios. Number five, politics. I typically prefer to steer clear of this topic, but because it has been such a big deal over the past couple years, I do have to address it. Whether you agree with Florida politics or not, it is a very big reason why a lot of people have moved here over the last couple of years. I will let you draw your own conclusions about what that actually means. Florida is the largest swing state in the nation. And in the last 12 presidential elections, Florida has voted for the winner in 10 of those 12. Number six, are most people that move to Florida retirees? Florida used to be known as God's waiting room, but that has changed a lot. We have dynamic cities that appeal to younger generations. Companies that typically employ younger people are coming here more and more. The median age in Hillsborough County, which is where the city of Tampa is, is 36.3 years old, according to the Tampa Bay Business Journal. South of Tampa in Sarasota County, the median age is 55.7 years old. That's a big median age difference. It says a lot about the demographics of those two counties. Again, if you're moving to Florida, there's a lot of different cities, so you have to figure out the right place for you. Do you want more of a vacation vibe? Do you want country living? Do you want a city vibe? We have all of it here. Like all states, Florida has its pros and cons. The vast majority of my recent clients who have moved from other states to Florida are really enjoying their Florida homes. We do have year-round living, even if it's sweltering hot in the summer. And it is really nice to not have to pay state income tax. We can vacation within our state and have countless things to do, from the crystal blue waters of the Florida Keys to the amusement parks to the quaint smaller cities like St. Augustine and Dunedin. We have storms that lead to breathtaking sunsets, palm trees and towering pines. We have industry and technology, and we're growing very rapidly in both of those. For most of my life, I have felt like Florida, especially the west coast of Florida, has been underestimated, almost the butt of jokes. But those of us who have lived here for a long time know how special this area is. The fact that other people are discovering it now isn't a surprise. In fact, I'm more surprised it took so long. I hope this video helped if you're thinking about living in Florida. And if you are going to be buying or selling real estate in the Tampa Bay area, give me a call or check out my website. All that info is in the description of this episode. You've been listening to the Melanie Loves Tampa Bay podcast experience. Thank you for your support. Consider subscribing if you want to learn about real estate, homeownership, or living in the Tampa Bay area. You can also follow me on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Links are in my show notes. Or visit my website, MelanieLovesTampaBay.com. See you in the next episode. With love, Melanie.